0: Welcome to Opening the Door podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today Majori, aka the Punk Priestess is back on the podcast to give us our 2023 astrological forecast. We discuss the big overarching energies of each season this year and what we can expect collectively as a whole planet. As a reminder for what's coming up on the podcast next week, we'll have our 2023 intuitive resolutions episode, and then I'll be doing a little hibernating and prepping for a few weeks in January, and we'll come back strong for season two on February 1st. Enjoy the episode. Today, we're welcoming Majori, a.k.a. the Punk Priestess, back to Opening the Door podcast. You can hear all about her and more about her practice in episode three. And today, she's specifically here to talk about what 2023 has in store for us astrologically. Welcome back, Majori.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back.
0: Yeah, so excited to hear what 2023 has in store for us in the stars. So what does 2023 look like for us astrology wise?
1: Yeah. So 2023 is going to be very loaded and busy. I kind of feel like this year has been pretty slow um, moving. It's starting to pick up a little bit because we have like this influx of Gemini Mars energy right now, but kind of like the first thing I always look at when it comes to the energy of the year ahead are where the moon's nodes are. So the moon has a North pole and a South pole, but in astrology, we call it the nodes. So the North node is where we're going. It's like the future, um, how we're evolving. And then the South node is the past, like where we came from. And with 2022, the North node has been in Taurus and the South node has been in Scorpio. So it's like, we're moving towards some self-sufficiency with this Taurus energy, but then we also have to let go of things from the past, things that we held on to, desires that probably like no longer serve us. So, you know, Taurus and Scorpio, they're kind of slow moving signs. So that's kind of like why, you know, it kind of felt like a struggle <laughs> this year, but come July, we're going to have the North node move into Aries. So that means the self node will be in Libra. So I kind of feel like we're gonna have a little bit more of like a fiery energetic, but also impulsive, chaotic, and push all right in 2023. So I think it's it's gonna be definitely more active, but it's also we have to have some discernment with that because it can be like too much at one time.
0: Gotcha. Interesting. So we'll be seeing what about like okay, so we have sort of this July fiery. Um, you know, things might be kicking up and picking up for us collectively at that time. What about sort of these first few cold, well, for me, cold, since I'm in the Northeast, but what about these first few, like, you know, winter months? What are we looking at for, like, maybe January, February, March?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, kind of, like, before we can really get into mainly what's going on in 2023, we kind of have to see, like, what's currently going on, because some of those Um, transits and like where the planets are moving that's going to be carrying into 2023. So, we do still have this Mars Gemini energy circulating, which has begun since August. And we're going to have um, Mars and Gemini retrograde until January 12th. So, we're still kind of dealing with that, but we're not going to have Mars leave Gemini until March 25th. So, that's just kind of like this long transit, which You know, we're really seeing it be very chaotic with all like the Gemini's like coming out of the woodworks, like we have Elon Musk with the whole Twitter thing. (laughs) We have Kanye West, we have Trump, you know, it's like the three like craziest Gemini's like, you know, (laughs) making headlines, which I'm not surprised, like I knew like since the beginning of this year that like this winter fall season was going to be crazy with this transit and then it highlights these famous Gemini's. But we're still going to be dealing with this like chaotic influx of energy until March. But um, hopefully, you know, we'll kind of see what happens um, once Gemini goes, dur- once Mars goes direct in Gemini on the 12th. But we also have to be thinking about social media. We have to think about like where we get our information from. And it's, we're kind of like in this media wars and we don't really have a lot of good credible media sources right now like you can't pick up the New York Times and be like oh this is credible like information there's like a lot of like political things there's a lot of like lies or just horrible writing Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like you know that is still going to be something we're going to confront we also are going to be starting the year from Mercury retrograde so that's going to be really fun That's going to be kind of like a theme that's going to be happening the next couple of years. It's like starting the new year with a Mercury retrograde, so we're going to have that going on in January too. And then we still have Saturn in Aquarius, we have Jupiter in Aries, so we kind of have like a little bit more of this like fiery push kind of starting to emerge. But it's still not grounded really. I feel that January, it's we're kind of try to get a little bit back into balance, but it's still going to be a little bit like chaotic still with this Mars energy. It's not gonna really fizzle out until we get to March. So Um, when we have this sort of chaotic
0: energy, you know, that's going on with the planets and the stars and all of this. What what's the move? What's the move? Do we lean into the chaos? Do we, you know, sort of passively let it happen like what do you think is the best way to sort of like move within this energy this overarching energy that we're living within Mm -hmm.
1: i feel like we can't be avoidant like we have to know what's going on too i mean i think that's part of it because like gemini it's like mental energy and it's like oh we want to know everything and i also feel like since you know, we will be in Capricorn season, you know, starting the new year. And then we're going to have Mercury direct again in Capricorn. Capricorn is actually also like needs to know everything. So I feel like, cause it's kind of like the more knowledge and like the more, you know, even if you don't want to know it, it's like, you're the more resourceful and kind of at least aware you are. So I feel like you know, we have to be aware of the chaos. We have to know what's going on. Like the trash fires next to us. We can't avoid it. <laughs> we can't avoid it because like if we avoid it that we're gonna get burned in the fire. But we also have to have that discernment of, you know, do we want to partake in the chaos? Or when should we have boundaries against it? You know, maybe it is, oh, I'm gonna take a social media break, or you know what, I'm not even going to like care about what the Kardashians are doing because that is just like You know, how does that impact my life in a positive way? It does. You know, so it's like, it's just kind of like choosing your own poison, but also like at least knowing kind of what's happening around you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. Totally agree. And I think, I guess you might have an opinion on this too, but I feel like it also sort of depends on your sign too. If you're a sign that sort of likes to embrace the chaos or like really can lean into that and use that energy the right way, then sure, go ahead and do that. But maybe if you're a sign who feels like, that's not the right energy for you. Yeah. You know, be aware of it, but maybe take that social media break. Stop watching the reality trash TV, you know, stuff like that. Like do what you need to do to keep your own energy balanced. Totally. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I'm still sort of thinking about this sort of like July fiery energy that you're, that you were talking about. So we've sort of talked about January through March. What about those next sort of few months that are leading up to that big July? Uh Stuff. Yeah.
1: So it's like we do we are going to have like an influx of Aries energy. So we have Chiron and Aries. So Chiron's the wounded healer. It's where we have a lot of like places in our chart where we're have to like heal throughout our lifetime. So that's an Aries until th- 2025. We have Jupiter and Aries until July. And then we're eventually going to have like this north node in Aries. So that's like happening. But also come March, we're going to have Saturn go into Pisces. So it's like, yes, we have like this Aries energy of like, okay, let's have this new beginning, let's push forward, let's, you know, kind of figure it out as we go. But then we have Saturn going into Pisces until 2026. So this is like another, like major, major transit that is happening this year, because since 2020, Saturn has been in Aquarius. So everyone who has their Saturn in Pisces is going to be starting their Saturn return. And, um, we're also going to be having Pluto go into Aquarius. So it's like, we have the past and the future kind of battling each other. And that has been kind of going on behind the scenes for a little bit, but it is going to continue until, um, like the summer. But we also have some eclipses too. Like we have our first eclipse of the year, which is at 29 degrees in Aries, which is on April 20th. So knowing like the eclipses too, that's going to really impact your year as well. So it's interesting that it's at 29 degrees Aries, which is very at like the last minute of Aries pretty much. So it is going to kind of cause us to really start thinking ahead in our lives, you know, really kind of start thinking about, okay, this is, you know, something new I want to take on. And we're going to be thinking about our relationships in our life and how are some of our relationships pushing us forward? And then how are some of them kind of holding us back? That's going to be like the huge test this year with the nodes is that it's going to have us confront our own individualistic goals and personality, and then how it's going to be an impact to our relationships. Because we might be thinking, oh, some of these relationships are actually preventing us From our individualistic goals and to be ourselves. And yeah, so we'll see. We're gonna see a lot of relationship (laughs) stuff happening. We saw this year with the note in Scorpio, but um, we are going to be kind of seeing again like a a lot of changes in relationship dynamics. Interesting. Yeah, it sounds a lot like sort of introspection, but also how
0: your own personal thinking about how your own personal self is affected by the people around you too so sort of like a duality of the both really coming into play this year so that'll be interesting
1: yeah like i mean the most the three most busiest months of the year are going to be march may and july astrologically so we have um eclipse season starting in april we're going to have a couple of eclipses this year we're going to be hitting aries Libra, Scorpio. So those are like the signs you're going to be going into, which is going to be like our relationships, our other people's money, other people's what they value, you know, marriage, all that stuff is going to be confronted about, okay, do I still on an individualistic level, you know, believe in this? Is this still like what I want? So we're going to be like hit with a lot of that. Uh, But then we're also going to be having this kind of issue with Pluto, because we're going to be having this generational energy of like, you know, the old like boomers, we can say fighting against, you know, the future of like the millennials and and Gen Z trying to make change. I mean, we're seeing that polarization happening, you know, at least politically, but it's still going to be kind of this like nagging, I don't know, issue, sore. In July, we're going to have Pluto square the North Node three times. So it's going to be this like Capricorn against Aries energy. They're just going to be like fighting each other. So, you know, it's going to be interesting in July to really see, you know, what starts happening, you know, politically, but also, you know, it's like we want to like move forward. Like a lot of us are going to want to move forward with like, you know, progressive issues or just like on our own individualistic level. And then we're going to have this like conformity capitalism trying to like hold us back. So it's like the future and the past, like at war (laughs) with Mm. each other in a way. Yeah,
0: totally. So So we'll watch out for that in July. So I guess my question is, we're going to be seeing those energies at play maybe a lot in July. Do we, is it a good, is it a good time to move forward with those things or will we just be seeing it and there's another time to where the energy is better to actually move forward? Or is it kind of both at
1: once? I guess my question is, um, it's just like, we have no choice, but to move forward. And it's like, we're going to get fed up to the point where it's like, we're going to be at war because, you know, Aries is the warrior it's, you know, Mars ruled, you know, it's, it has like the horns on the head. It's going to fight for what it wants and it doesn't care. You know, it has to win, you know, it has to be number one. So it's like, yeah, We have like these two energies of like, you know, the polarization, but it's like, we have no choice, but to kind of like fight now it's like, you know, now or never, but it's like also people who are trying to hold us back, not even just in a political way, but just like, in terms of like, oh, you know, this is, you know, the nine to five, you have to like, you know, embrace like this type of way, you know, we're going to really be fighting against that convention because Aries energy is the pioneer, and it's like we see a new way of living. In order for that new way to be embraced, we have to kind of have everyone like be on board if they like it or not, because we're not backing down, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, or we're just not going to participate, and that's going to be a thing too. It's like you know, they call it like the silent quitting or whatever. If we're going to talk about like you know, nine to five type things, and it's like you know, in order for you know, society to continue moving, they have to put the future into play and think about, okay, what does the next generation want? How can we make that work for them so we can continue being sustainable and survive? But if, um, you know, there's resistance to that change, it's, yeah, then there's not going to be really any progress because there's going to be rebellion.
0: Right. Interesting stuff. I will definitely have to be looking out for it all in, you know, leading up to July, but especially in July, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So, Hmm. Cool. So I guess as we move through, we've we've sort of covered. I guess that's sort of the first half of the year. What about second second half? What are we seeing after July? After those sort of conflicting energies start to play with each other.
1: Mm -hmm. So we have um, in August we have Mercury going retrograde in Virgo. We have four Mercury retrogrades again this year. The second one happens um, in April, Um, but. We do have Uranus going retrograde. So it's like towards like the summer, end of summer, um, we have like some of these outer planets moving retrograde, which is more of like a generational impact. So it's like in order to see the progress of generational planets, like Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, you have to kind of step outside of your ego to really see how that's changing and moving. It'll be kind of be interesting to see like towards the end of August with Uranus going retrograde and Taurus, like how that affects our money you know we we are kind of in the beginning of like a recession right now they say we're going to see it more it's going to be more transparent and by the end of january next year but we're still going to be in this like money <laughs> situation where it's going to be a little you know difficult and it's probably going to take over like the rest of the year it's going to be like you know some friction there but uh we have in september we have jupiter going into taurus so we're going to have um, Jupiter mostly going into Aries for the majority of two thousand and twenty three. So there's going to be a you know more fiery energy. We're having a lot you know going on. and then we're going to kind of start finding ourselves be a little bit more grounded um, towards September. So it'll be interesting to see financially too, because Taurus is the sign of money and like where we place our value, you know, how our money is affected in August and September. and this is also going to impact our political decisions too. Moving forward into like, you know, the elections and everything. So, you know, money is still going to be, you know, kind of this topsy-turvy energy until 2025, 2026, because we have Taurus and Uranus right now. But we are trying to find a way to have more control with like our money and get it out of the hands of government, capitalism, whatever it is. So, you know, we'll kind of see how that plays into things financially. And then uh, Mercury goes direct again on September 15th in Virgo. So that's good. We kind of have some things moving forward. And then um, we have on October 14th, um, a new moon solar eclipse in Libra. So this is kind of like, you know, we're really going to be testing our relationships, and really seeing, okay, are we letting go of some of these relationships? It doesn't just mean like romantic relationships. It can be family, work, um, our relationship to even like what we're doing. Do we still feel connected to this career or connected to this project? And then we have a full moon, lunar eclipse in Taurus, which I think is gonna be kind of a review of everything that has kind of happened in 2022 really kind of seeing the progression with these nodes coming back to um, these eclipses. So it's gonna be kind of like a year long review of like what has happened since 2000, um, kind of like, you know, this time right now, 2022, and then how that cycle has been either completed or, you know, what's beginning in at the end of 2023. And then um, November, we have, Saturn, uh, squaring Chiron. So we have like, again, the past and the future at heads of each other. It's just, I think that's going to be kind of like a constant theme of like, are we really ready to like let some things go so that we can embrace the unknown and kind of see what's going to happen?
0: Oh, like as I'm listening to you talk sort of about 2023 in general and like sort of these different phases and and stuff like that, I almost feel like I'm just seeing like this vision of the earth just sort of like rumbling There's there's oh, it just really seems like there's this energy that's going to be sort of almost like shaking things up making you sort of like question the way like you slash the rest of society is living like just some really big sort of general rumblings of change really mm-hmm. it feels like that's kind of the 2023 yeah you know, that's I feel like that's what I'm hearing at least so interesting
1: yeah. And it's been going on, you know, kind of like slowly, but now like, since it's going to be more of an Aries energy, it's like going to be moving quicker. It's like fast. Like we just want to get rid of it, like rip off the bandaid. Let's just go, you know, cause like Aries don't like limitation or boundaries. They just like want to run wild and free. So it's like Taurus this year has been very much like boundary, like limits. And then the Aries energy next year is going to be like, no, like (laughs) we're going to push it down. We're not going to walk around it like we just want to be able to like get to the next thing. And um, so it's going to be very, I think like it might be very rushed or unorganized. And I mean, some people might find that exciting, like not really knowing what's ahead, but some people might freak out and be like, oh my gosh, like (laughs) everything's changing at a rapid pace and I don't know where I stand. So, I mean, it's definitely next year's going, it's going to affect the Aries, Libras, Cancers and Capricorns the most, those are the cardinal signs. So when the node is in like a, an Aries cardinal fire sign, it's going to affect those signs the most. Whereas in 2022, since it was in Taurus, this year was really hard for Aquarius, Scorpio, Taurus, and Leos. So there's a lot of challenges, but now the next set of challenge is going to be these cardinal signs. So yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. <laughs>
0: yeah. So what are some of the like we sort of got into the nitty-gritty month month to month or season to season, but what are some of the overarching like big energies that we'll see at play this year?
1: So definitely we'll still be this um Gemini Mars energy weeding out for the next couple months, probably the number one would be uh, Saturn going into Pisces. So that's going to be huge. And it's not going to be very friendly because Saturn doesn't like Pisces. So it's going to be kind of challenging, which is why like, you know, people who are going to be going through their Saturn return in Pisces, it's going to be a difficult time because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, like Pisces is very dark. So it's like, we're going to have, yes, this like fiery, like Aries energy, but then we're also going to be having some darkness kind of like balance you know the duality of it but there's also a lot of spiritual mystical growth in that so that's a major transit um having pluto go in and out of capricorn and aquarius so it's like the past and the future going in and out having the north node enter aries and july Um, and then Jupiter going into Aries and then going uh, into Taurus. Those are going to be probably the most like major things happening. And of course there's like so much more details upon that, but that's just kind of what I am mostly looking at for next year.
0: Yeah. So to me, what it sounds like is,
1: yeah, like you said,
0: some chaos for sure. Mm -hmm. So getting ready for that and and, uh, seeing what all that what all that means for everybody specifically and then society as a whole. You mentioned signs that might be might have a tough year. Are there any signs that, you know, might have like a great year or sort of this is their real good energy to work within?
1: I feel that, you know, we'll see cancers might have, I mean, despite some of the, the friction with the node, the, the cardinal signs, they might actually you know, kind of thrive this year because the tarot card of 2023 is the chariot, which is cancer ruled. You know, the chariot, it's cardinal water. So it is, you know, it's like fire. Like cancer is kind of fiery and like cardinal energy, it's action oriented. So we're going to be putting um our action towards like a lot of intuitive desires and i feel like cancers are going to you know maybe find their stride maybe they're going to really connect with their you know creative passions or pursuits and if you have any cancer placements the like cancer midheaven or rising like you know the chariot card will kind of ignite that energy in your chart yeah i kind of feel like you know cancers will do good i mean you know sagittarius like any of the mutable signs um they'll still be affected by this Gemini transit in Mars. And then like Virgo and Pisces will be affected by um, Saturn going into Pisces. So all the signs are going to be influenced one way or another. I feel like the ones who have the most challenges, you know, definitely next year will be, will be Aries and Libra. I think we'll probably have the most challenge. And then eventually um, we'll kind of see what happens with Jupiter and Taurus, you know, maybe Taurus might have another, <laughs> might have another go because they're going through it right now. Yeah. Oh man. So
0: you mentioned the tarot card of 2023. Let's get into that a little bit. so first, my first question is like, how is it chosen? and then you said it's the chariot so can you tell us like a little bit more about that card what its usual meaning is and then how it plays into this you know 2023 overall
1: yeah so with the tarot card of the year like right now it's kind of going in order of like the astrology signs so like um this year was the lover's year so it's gemini so the next card would be the chariot sometimes i mean depends on like certain calculations some people have like two tarot cards of the year but Right now, it's mostly the lovers, which is Gemini, and then moving into um, the chariot for next year. So um, the chariot, it definitely has, you can kind of look at it as like two different energies of cancer. You have the cancer energy that rules your intuition, psychic abilities, very emotional feelings. And it's also cancer is like the fourth house, which is Mother energy. And if you're a mother or how you relate to your mother, it's also can be very uh, competitive because we have to think like cardinal, it's like moving, it's action. So it's like, yes, the chariot has like the duality of the softer feminine, intuitive side and the emotional side, empathetic side. And then it also has the side that wants to win. It's like victory over difficult circumstances, Um, the ego, unconscious, like that duality playing to out to kind of drive us towards our goals and kind of driving us to, to win. But we have to also make sure that we don't become narcissistic or go into self-destructive behaviors as we're trying to win. And um, that's what we're going to be up against. I feel, especially next year as we're like trying to move forward against Opposing forces. We're going to also have to question our own competitive pursuits and, like, what are we really trying? Who are we fighting for? Why are we fighting? And how can we try to intuitively connect that to ourselves? So I know that's very loaded, but that's okay. That's what it's what we need to hear (laughs) at the end of
0: the year, right? Like everybody's right now. I mean, I do at least. You know. I know there's a lot of sort of rejection right now of the New Year's resolution but I still love to make a few goals and resolutions for my year. Like I I do like to think about my past year and then I also love to think about like what is coming up. So, yeah, like it all might be loaded and this might be like a lot of information to receive at once. I just feel like it's important to get an idea and a vibe of like what is upcoming and how can I use this energy or lean into this energy when do I need to rest? Like, when do I need to ramp up my energy? You know, all of this. And I feel like it's so important to think about it. And it's fun to think about too. Like, I love thinking about the future and goals and, and movement and energy and all this. So, but yeah, so interesting. The char- Yeah. Like, like you mentioned the chariot. I mean, even when I just think of a chariot, I think of a race, right? Like mm-hmm. you, not just a, a vehicle for, for moving around, but really like this race. And so, yeah, definitely that energy of forward movement. And well, I also love the representation and and the idea of, you know, hopefully it's sort of a intuitive development year, a spiritual year, a year where people are sort of waking up to that within themselves too. So Mm -hmm.
1: definitely. Yeah. Um, And then just to touch a little bit on December, which I also find interesting is like, we're going to have Mercury retrograde in Sagittarius, and then on January 1st of 2024, Mercury goes direct in Sagittarius. So it's kind of like, (laughs) I don't know, it's like the new year, Mercury's going direct, so, you know, for 2024. So, you know, we'll kind of see what happens by then, but it's just, I I thought that was interesting. Okay, yeah, so the new year. We have Mercury like no longer retrograde,
0: <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. when Mercury goes direct, that's sort of more when it's in its regular rhythm, yeah. So when it goes, so what I don't know, what do you think that means? Like when we're in retrograde, is it most of December that we're in retrograde or towards the end for uh this 20, year? yeah, 2023,
1: yeah, 2023. Um, it starts on December 13th and then okay. it on January 1st, so it's like three and a half weeks usually. A retrograde period for mercury is um I mean I find that like it all depends on how mercury falls in your chart like half of the population is born of mercury retrograde since it happens like three to four times a year so like I was born of mercury retrograde but which is it's normal it's nothing like bad or worse but I kind of find like people who are born of mercury retrograde um the shadow period like the couple days before the retrograde and the couple days like Once Mercury is no longer direct, it's like trying to get uh, no longer retrograde, trying to get back in its rhythm is like the most impactful time, whereas like during the retrograde, it's not too uh, heavy, whereas people who aren't born of Mercury retrograde, they kind of suffer the most during retrograde period so i mean that's just kind of my like interpretation of like what i've seen throughout the years of doing this you know some mercury retrograde periods will be more challenging than others it just all depends where mercury falls into your chart and like what's going on on an individual level but i i just like to know when they're happening because it just kind of gives you an idea of like okay this is maybe a period of you know the year the next couple weeks where i won't be able to take action or it might be a little topsy-turvy so just kind of like anticipate you know, some delays or, or things not always going like, right. So, yeah. So I
0: feel like applying that to retrograde December, 2023, and then it go going direct in January. I know we're getting really ahead of ourselves because we're talking about January, 2024. Now I feel like that's a really cool idea of right resetting into the year and really moving forward, which is cool. So, mm-hmm. you know, no, we're talking about 20, January 2024 now, but let, we'll we'll think about it then. But yeah, yeah, it's just something interesting I saw, which I'm like, I got to bring it up. So yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, is there anything I'm, I don't know that I'm forgetting or like that we should focus on for 2023 or anything else you, you feel is important to mention for this astrological energy of the upcoming year?
1: Yeah. I mean, I just feel like if you're trying to, and a person, because I'm kind of talking collective in a way, but if you're trying to figure out personally, like, you know, how is this year going to affect me? Like, this is kind of like the, the four top things I always, you know, try to start with is like, number one, like know where the moon's nodes are, know where the south node is, know where the north node is and how that affects your chart. Know what's happening with the eclipses. Are they falling in, you know, certain like placements in your chart, knowing the Mercury retrogrades and then also what's going on with Jupiter and Saturn because Jupiter and Saturn are the most important planets for personal growth from a one to three year period. So for 2023, it's like kind of seeing, okay, what's going, do I have Aries energy in my chart or any planets in Aries and Libra? Like those are kind of an area to look at or like your rising sign and then the seventh house of the descendant, like look at those areas in your your chart. Also kind of seeing like, you know, if you have any Taurus energy, that's still going to be at play and, you know, kind of connecting that to, okay, I'm going, you know, through my Saturn return and Pisces or, and I have a Pisces moon, this is going to affect me in this way. So it's kind of like taking some of these transits and where the planets are moving and then seeing in your own chart, you know, those areas that are going to be connecting, you know, with that movement. And that's how you can kind of personally, you know, kind of map out and see what's going on. Um, in your chart. So like as an Aries myself, (laughs) I know next year is going to be really chaotic for me. So I'm a little like, I'm not stressing out, but I'm just like, okay, it's going to be like a very interesting year. So (laughs) yeah. And I feel
0: like knowing that is so helpful. Like maybe in March or something, you're sitting there like, oh my gosh, like this year has been so crazy so far, like what happened? And then you can, you can be like, oh Yeah. That This is why, like, th- this is why it is that, you know, we're fe- all feeling this way, or this is why I'm feeling this way specifically. So it feels helpful that the whole world's going to be going through it, you know, and then, and you can really know sort of like why that is. So I just think that's awesome. And if the charts are confusing to you, or if you feel like you want a third party reading your chart and telling you what's up Majori is an awesome person to go to for like a year ahead reading or, you know, tarot astrology. I've had a reading with her myself at Saturn turn reading, and it was awesome. So I'm just plugging that for you because um, (laughs) it's, I think it's really helpful. Like astrology is really interesting to me. And I, I love, hearing about the houses and the charts and the planet's movements and stuff. But when I sit down and try to read it myself, I'm like, what the hell is this? So mm-hmm. always getting somebody to just sort of read mine and tell me like it is, is something that I find helpful and a lot less work. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Majori, for being here and, and telling us what's coming up in 2023. Mm-hmm. Super appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me back. It's been so much fun. Okay
0: thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.